Can we open in Luke chapter 16, verse 13? Luke chapter 16, verse 13. The Bible says, No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And right at the beginning, I would like to have maybe three guys. I just want to, to use them to demonstrate something. Hallelujah. My brother, come. Can we have two more guys? Uh, do you want me? Yes. Let's have Siabonga. Come. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, when they said we must introduce ourselves and speak with... I met this young man. My brother, can, can you stand this side? Siabonga will stand there. Stand there. You will be the servant. Yes. Face this way. Just face me. Uh, this one will be God. Then this one will be Mamon. <laughs> Mani. Kaching. You know, just, just walk to him and, and, and face him. When he's facing him, he has turned his back towards Mammon. So the Bible says you can't serve two masters. You will love the other and hate the other one. Just go to him. <laughs> when he faces this one, he has turned his back on God. So he can't serve two masters. It's either he will love this one and hate this one. Let's give them hands as they go to sit. Yes, don't sit far. You will be recalled. As I said, I'm going to use you. Uh, I will not abuse you. I will just use you. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 5. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 6, from verse 4 to 5. The Bible says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. So, love is to be given to God. The Bible commands, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your mind, and your strength. And I want us to to read as well in 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 10. First Timothy chapter 6 reading from verse 10. The Bible says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So, in Deuteronomy, the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all of your mind, your strength. You know, love the Lord your God. And then in Deuteronomy, the Bible says, for the love of money. 
is the root of all kinds of evil. So God has equated himself to money, to mammon. He says you can't serve two masters. So there is mammon who is a master or money or God who is a master. And when you love the other, you cannot love both of them. You will love the other and despise the other. And the Bible says, love the Lord your God. So love is to be used for God. You know, and in, in, in Timothy it says, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So love is to be given to God and not money. Hallelujah. And then it says, and I want, I want, I want my actors to, to, to come again. As I said, I'm going to use them. I want them to quickly come. There are two masters. You, you will stand there. You, you are the servant. Just stand there and face me. So there, 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 are, there are two masters. It, it, it's God and Mammon. Moses writes and says, you shall love the Lord your God. And, and, and Paul writes and says, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And he says, this is what he says. He says that those who love money, two things. He says in, in, in verse 10 uh, of, 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 of Timothy. He says, those who love money, they will pierce themselves with many sorrows. So, money as God is a bad master. If this one is your master, you will pierce yourself with many sorrows. But if, if, if God is your master, and I want to, before, just, just keep on standing there, I just want to read in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. The Bible says, if you all got it, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Hallelujah. So, there are two masters. There is God and Mammon. Love the Lord your God with all your might, your strength and everything. The love of man is the root of all kinds of evil. Those who love money, they have strayed from the faith. That's the first thing. Secondly, they pierce themselves with sorrows. And the Bible says, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. He adds no sorrow. So when he comes and says this one, and he turns his back on Mammon, he has turned his back on sorrows. He has turned, he has turned to faith. He has turned his back on sorrows. And when he loves this one, this one, the blessing of this one makes rich. And he has no sorrow. But when he turns to this one, to Mammon, when he turns to Mammon, he may be rich, but there are sorrows with it. And just by turning to Mammon, he has strayed from the faith. So Mammon is a bad master. Because even though there are riches, there are sorrows as well. But when it comes to this side, God is a good master. He, his blessings, they make rich, but he has no soul. Let's give God a hand of praise. So, 
God does not have a problem with you having money. He has a problem with money having you. When, when money dominates you, when money rules you, God has a problem with that. Because then you turn your back against God. You know, people who love money, you know, they will do everything for money. They will kill for money. They will lie for money. Because the love of money, it is the root of all kinds of evil. But money is not the root of all kinds of evil. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. When you have elevated money to be a master and you turn your back against God, it is the root of all kinds of evil. Hallelujah. Let's go to Exodus chapter 12, verse 35 to 36. It's the story of the Israelites leaving Egypt. And we'll also read Exodus chapter 32. Exodus chapter 12, verse 35 to 36. The Bible says, Now when the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, and they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing, and the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they granted them what they requested. Thus, they plundered the Egyptians. So the Israelites are still in Egypt. They are about to leave Egypt. And Moses said to them, when you leave, go to your neighbors. Go to the Egyptians and ask for gold and silver and clothing. And when they did that, the Bible says God gave them favor with the Egyptians. That they, they plundered them. They looted them. So they, they left with gold and silver and clothes. They looted the Egyptians. And let's see in, in Exodus chapter 32. From verse 1. So it, it's God who gave them favor to have the gold and the silver. But let's read in Ex, Exodus chapter 32. Now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain. The people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come, make us gods that shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. And Aaron said to them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people broke off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand and he fashioned it with an engraving tool and made a molded calf. Then they said, This is your God, of O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. So when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Then they rose early on the next day, offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink. 
and rose up to play. And the Lord said to Moses, Go get down. For your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molded calf and worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Can we call our actors or should we have mercy on them? Is it now turning to abuse? Can they come? <laughs> yes. God, you know, God gave his people favor to have gold. Hallelujah. When they left Egypt, they left Egypt with gold. Which God gave them favor to have gold. So God don't have a problem with them having gold. He doesn't have a problem. But when Moses had gone on the mountain and he was taking long, the people said, we don't know what happened to this fellow Moses. Let us make ourselves gold. You know, a calf. When you read in verse 4, it says, Aaron received from them gold from their hands and he made a golden calf. So now what they did, they turned to gold to worship gold. And thus they turned, they are back on God. And God said to Moses, the people have turned, they are back against me. They are now worshipping gold. The very same gold that I had given to them. They have now turned it. They gave it to Aaron, made it into a calf, and they are beginning to worship it. And turn against worshipping God. So they have, now they are operating in the love of money. Moses had said to them in Deuteronomy that you shall love the Lord your God. But now they are loving money. And by loving money, they have made money their master. They have given worship to money. They have, now they are saving money. Instead of taking take him to, to God. Instead of saving God with him, they are saving him. You get the picture. Instead of, of just, just stand behind him, Israel. Instead of saving, maybe you can bow. It's, it's, a, it's a good way. Yes. <laughs> Instead of him taking the gold and saving God, he is saving him. And in that way, he turns against God. Hallelujah. They can go and sit. Hey. One more. Uh, if we go very far, it will turn into abuse, but we'll make sure it does not turn into abuse. Genesis 14, from verse 14 to 24. So we have to conquer Mammon. And we conquer Mammon by taking him and saving God with him. Instead of Saving him. Genesis 14, reading from verse 14, the Bible says, When Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 uh, trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as then. He divided his forces against them by night 
and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot and his goods, as well as the woman and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveth, that is the king's valley. After his return from the defeat of Chedolameh and the kings who were with him, then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal thread, and that I will take anything, I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. And I want to give you a, a little bit of, of, of background. When, when, when Abram left, I think he, he was from a place called Hur. When he left that place, God said to him, go to a place that I will show you. And he left with his brother Lot. When they got there, God blessed them. And their livestock began to multiply and increase. And their headsmen started fighting among themselves. And Abraham said to Lord, Lord, we are brothers. We shouldn't be fighting. Choose for yourself a place and go and stay there. And the Bible says, Lord looked around and he saw a place that had green pastures. And he left and he went there. And when he left, God said to Abraham, said, God said to Abraham, said, Abraham, look to the north, the south, the east, and the west. As far as your eyes can see, every area that you see, I have given it to you. So because Abraham looked in all compass directions, it means even the area where Lot went, God has given it to Abraham. Because God says, look everywhere. As far as your eyes can see, I've given you that area. So it came to pass that Sodom was attacked and it was defeated and they, they looted Sodom. They took everybody, they took the goods, they took everything and they went with Lot. When Abraham heard that they had captured his brother, he left and he went and pursued the kings. He slaughtered the, the kings. He brought back the goods and the plunder. And he brought back Lot as well. When he was on his way back, he met Melchizedek. And this story is explained very well in Hebrews chapter 7 from verse 1. When Abraham was returning from the slaughter of the kings. When he met Melchizedek, the Bible says Melchizedek brought bread and wine. And the Bible talks about Abraham, that the gospel was preached to Abraham. And I believe this is one of the instances where the gospel was preached. When Melchizedek brought bread and wine. Because bread represents the body of Christ that was, break, that was broken for us. And the wine represents the new covenant sealed in the blood of Jesus. And after, after Melchizedek had saved bread and wine, he blessed Abraham. And he said, blessed be Abraham, possessor, 
Blessed be Abraham by God, possessor of heaven and earth. And secondly, he says to, he says, Blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And the Bible says, then Abraham gave him a tithe of the goods, of the plunder. So, Abraham tithed because he was blessed by God. Because already Melchizedek has, has proclaimed blessing and says, Blessed be Abraham by God most high. And secondly, Abraham tithed because he recognized that it is God who gave him the victory. Hallelujah. So he blessed, he tithed because he was blessed. He tithed because he recognized who God was and what God has done. So he didn't tithe to be blessed. He tithed because he is blessed. And he recognized what God has done. Hallelujah. Now he went to the king of Sodom. And the king said to, to Abraham, he says, take all the goods. I'm happy I can have only the people. But take all the goods. And Abraham said to him, he said, I will take nothing. Because I don't want you tomorrow to say, I made Abraham rich. He says, I will take nothing. Because I don't. So that, that tells us that Abraham depended on God to make him rich. You know, Abraham depended completely on God to make him rich. He didn't want to depend on many to make him rich. Because tomorrow he will say, I made you rich. I made an example in the morning that in a particular political party which wears blue, you know, their parliamentary leader has just resigned and is going to America. Now their leader was not happy that this leader is leaving. And then their leader said, I made her. You know, so Abraham wanted to avoid such things that people tomorrow will say, I made you. Because when God makes you rich, you give him the glory. You give him the honor. You can testify and say, God made me rich. And I want to read Genesis 13, verse 2. Just a chapter back. The Bible says, Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. Just to make it clear, when Abraham says, I don't want any man to say they make me rich. I want God to make me rich. He was talking riches in gold and silver and livestock. You know, that's, that's, that's the riches he was talking about. Because we may misunderstand each other and think we are talking about spiritual riches. Abraham was rich in gold and silver and cattle and livestock. And it is God who made him rich. And he was able to say, I don't want anybody to claim the glory that is due to God. It is God who made me rich. Hallelujah. It is God who made me rich. And I want us to read in Matthew 19 verse 16 to 24. And after we read, we will call our, our actors for the last time. Matthew 19, verse 16 to 24. And then we are going to pray. This is the story about the rich young ruler. Matthew 19, verse 16 to 24. 
Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? Jesus said, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And you shall love your neighbor as yourselves. The young man said to him, All these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said to the disciples, Assuredly I say to you, that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And I want to give you a bit of a background. The young man comes to Christ and says, what must I do to have eternal life? And Christ says to him, keep the commandments. And I ask this question in the morning. The New Testament or the New Covenant, when did it start? Did it start in Matthew? Did it start, when, when did the New Testament start? It, 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 it started when Christ was crucified and blood was shed. When the, the soldier came and put the spear against him and blood gushed out. That was the blood that sealed the New Testament. So when this man was talking, this young man was talking to Christ, they were still in the law. And Christ was saying, if you want eternal life, keep the commandments. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not lie, you shall not kill. Keep the commandments. Because in the New Testament, when you read John 3.16, it says, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe will not perish but have eternal life. So in the New Testament, when you believe in Christ, you receive eternal life. Hallelujah. And when you, when you keep the commandments, when you don't kill, when you don't murder, when you don't steal, you are not keeping the commandments so that you can have eternal life. You already have eternal life. You are keeping the commandments because that is your nature. That is who you are in God. So when you start to steal and murder and commit adultery, we will be surprised because that's not who you are. Hallelujah. So the new covenant started when Christ was crucified. And that's why Christ said to the young man, keep the commandments. And the young man said, he says, I have kept the commandments. What more do I like? And can I, can I have my actors? Can them actors please come? Yes, for the last time. This is, you can see, this is the young man. Yes, just stand there and face me. Uh, this one, we can send him around. He's still here. Uh, so, Christ, this is Christ. This is the possessions. Uh, Mammon, uh, yeah, kaching, gold. So Christ says to the young man, if you want to be perfect, 
Go and sell Mammon. Go and OLX him. Sell it. And come and follow me. So this is one instance in the Bible where the two masters face each other. And this man had to make a decision. He says, go and sell this one and come and follow me. But this one, because he had great possessions, he was a rich man and will come to the part of the rich man and correct doctrines. He was a rich man. So because he had great possessions, his heart broke. Because Christ says, go and sell him and come and follow me. His heart broke. Because Mammon has captured him. The love of money has captured him. Instead of using money to serve God, he decided to serve money. He decided to be friend with Mammon. And as we have said, the Bible says that with this master, with this one, there are sorrows. With this one, you stray from faith. But with this one, he makes rich and he adds no sorrow. Hallelujah. So this, this young man, his heart was broken. So instead even of following Abraham's example, when Abraham met Melchizedek, sure, hey, when he met Melchizedek, because we, we had an interesting discussion some other time, because people are saying, we don't tithe, because tithe is the law. But tithe, you see, when Abraham tithed, it was 430 years before the law. And when we read in Hebrews 7, it says Christ is the high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. And the Bible says Jesus, he was born from the tribe of Judah, not the tribe of Levi. And the tribe of Levi, that's where the high priests were. So he was born from the tribe of Judah, the tribe that didn't have the heritage of the priesthood. But when the law came to an end, when Christ was crucified and blood shed and the law came to an end, Christ was established as the high priest of Melchizedek. And tithing started with Melchizedek, not with Aaron and the, and the Levites and the Levitical priesthood. So, so tithing's got nothing to do with the law. You tithe because you realize that God has blessed me. You tithe because you know it is God who has empowered me to obtain wealth. Hallelujah. So, Christ says to the young man, he says, go sell this one. And because he was very rich, his heart broke. He decided to choose Mammon and not to choose God. And Christ says something, he says, it is difficult for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. It is difficult for those who love Mammon to enter the kingdom of heaven. Because you can't serve the two. You cannot serve the two masters. So it is very difficult. And Christ goes as far as to say, it is easy for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man, for a man whose love has been captured by Mammon. It's very difficult. You get it? So we are not confused. So people sometimes they teach and they teach wrong and say, no, no. The rich men, they cannot go to heaven. And then they say, Lazarus was a poor man. 
he went to heaven. The rich man went to hell. Isn't it? Now, here, here, here's the thing. The Bible says Lazarus went to, if you can call it heaven, it's fine. And the rich man went to hell. So the rich man shouted to Abraham. And Lazarus was with Abraham. And says, Abraham, can you please send Lazarus to bring me water? I thirst. So, here's the thing. Now we're going to change roles. We will have mercy on you. This is Abraham. He's the rich man. The young man is Lazarus. The poor man. And this is the rich man who is in hell. And he calls unto Abraham. says, Abraham, bring the poor man to save me water. I'm thirsty. Is that clear? But I want to, to look at this conversation. This is one rich man calling upon another rich man. Because the Bible says, Abraham was rich in gold and silver and cattle and livestock. So we have a conversation of rich people talking about a poor man. So you don't go to heaven or hell because of your riches. You go to hell because you rejected Christ. When you save money and you reject Christ, you will go to hell. That's the reason why you go to hell. Not because you are rich. Because Abraham was very rich. And he was able to say, no man has made me rich. God has made me rich. And I want us to stand. That's why I'm going to pray. Don't worry, we've come, we've come to the end. We're going to pray. But don't, don't leave yet. We're going to pray. Two things that we're going to pray for. We'll start with the first one. We're going to ask God to deliver us from Mammon. To deliver us from the love of man. Love and worship belongs to God. Hallelujah. We're we are going to, to pray that God will deliver us. You know, I said in, in the morning... Many years ago, I had this vision. I was walking on the streets and two men came to me. And they said to me, hey, we want you to do something for us. You know, it was something very evil. And they brought this amount of money. And I looked at them. And I looked at the money. Then I walked to my house and I said to them, no, come, come to my house. We will talk. When they came to my house and they, they brought their money, immediately when they opened the door, I said to them, go back with your man. You go and perish with your man. And when I said that, the Spirit of God said to my heart that I've just delivered you from the love of man. And God delivered me. And the deliverer is here today. He can deliver us from the love of man.